Welcome to the Small Acre Hunting Podcast, the podcast dedicated to anything and everything that is white-tailed deer related. Driving through these old rolling hills to the closest place to heaven I know. Heading north through Kentucky to the only place I'll ever call home. Hey guys, and welcome to, I guess now, the third episode of the Small Acre Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Ty Miller. Thank you for tuning in, whether you follow us through Facebook, YouTube, the website, however you may have found it, I want to welcome you to the show. And uh, as the title, we're going to delve right in right away. As the title says, this whole podcast, for the most part, is going to be about the purpose of your food plots. Um, I think that's a question that a lot of hunters, while it may seem like a pretty easy topic to discuss and it may seem like a pretty common sense type thing I think a lot of us forget just what is the purpose behind our food plots I think it's a question that every single person for every single plot that you put in you need to answer the question because that really dictates what you do to the plot how you go about it and what you plant but I think a lot of us fail to understand even ourselves and what our purpose is behind our food plots but before I delve into that as I did in the past episode, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a Radix update. I did actually get contacted by uh, Radix trail cameras, and I will say this. If they stick to their customer service commitment, as they described in their email, if they do that alone, I have a feeling this company is going to earn my respect and business no matter how good their their trail cameras are. However, from the little bit that I've seen, I'm not going to have to worry about the quality of their trail cameras because I have been nothing but blown away by what they're doing. Um, As you guys, if you check out Small Acre Hunting on Facebook, you'll actually see two videos. One, I introduce you to a buck I named Bertier after Gary Bertier, which for those of you that have been following, you probably are wondering, what about Gary out there at the new 22? Well, a lot about this buck reminds me that it could actually be Gary, and he damaged that one side. So that's actually another reason why I went with the name Bertier, but it also works good because of the strong side, strong side, left side thing that went on in Remember the Titans. For those of you that remember the movie, there was a character named Gary Bertier who was one of the linebackers, the strong side linebacker, and uh, this buck has a really good, clean one side, and then his other side is basically a club with a hand. Um, he's got tons of points coming off of that hand, but the one side looks like he'd be a clean 5x5 five five or 6x6. Six six. He does have about a 3-4 to four inch uh, split brow, or I wouldn't even call it a split brow. It actually comes out of his base, but he has a another abnormal point coming off the base in front of his right brow tine as well. So, but... Where I was going with that is the videos that you will see on Facebook illustrate just the high quality that Radix is able to capture and and put forth. I will admit that the pictures are darker. So I have this thing set to take three pictures and then switch to video mode. And the pictures are darker than the video. However, there's been a firmware update, which I just have to apply yet to my trail camera, and I'm waiting to see that. But hopefully they say that's going to kind of take away a little bit of that darkness to the pictures. I actually didn't mind it. The pictures are vivid. They're clear, despite being of a darker color. So, But so far, so good. Um, I really loved utilizing them, so make sure you check them out. If you check out Radix Trail Cameras right now on their Facebook page, I'm not going to go into details, but 
they've got a really awesome deal going on right now that you could find out that you're going to be hunting in Iowa in 2018. Um, a little bit further, I already touched on Bertier, but I guess the the love them or hate them hit lists are starting to form a little bit. We did actually pull for the first time our trail cameras out at the Swamp property, which for those of you that have been following smaller hunting, that's one of the properties that I hunt that probably has the biggest buck potential um, out there. There was a buck that I was hunting last year that actually a neighbor guy got that just barely missed Boone and Crockett. So just an extraordinary location, extraordinary uh old buck potential out there and uh but that card poll yielded nothing but a bunch of does and fawns which is awesome to see looks like a lot of fawn recruitment is happening out there despite the elevated coyote levels so we're excited to see that the homestead property nothing really to report to you guys as far as notable bucks yet um we're getting ready to put some cameras over at the river bottom property which is near the homestead but gets a lot more buck traffic typically in the non-hunting season um, because of that river bottom, and they just run that thing. So hoping to let you guys see some a few more bucks in the future. Uh, there is a couple other decent ones out there running around. Bertier got a picture of a wide buck that I think may be Mr. Piggy, but I don't know. We'll see. But so far, Bertier is the biggest buck out there by far. Um, so who knows? I'm trying and hoping that Big Dave... We'll get out there, and I'm, I'm hoping to get a picture of him, but he'd, he'd make Bertier, well, he wouldn't make Bertier look small, but he definitely would not be the biggest buck anymore. But uh, let's delve on into the topic of today's show, and that is the purpose of your food plots. Uh, I've had a lot of discussions in the past weeks just on Facebook forums or on forums themselves or even a, a couple conversations with people face-to-face and it all kind of started with the question, Ty, should I fence in my beans? And if you've followed me on Facebook on Small Your Hunting, you actually already know, and you're probably knowing where I'm going with this. The purpose of your food plot drives whether I will tell you, yeah, maybe that's something you should consider um, fencing them off or not. Now, there's two purposes to food plots, essentially. One is strictly hunting-based. You want to plant and have a food source for hunting and hunting alone. Now, yes, you're going to have side benefits to the health of the deer. You're providing browse, you're providing food, but that food plot, its purpose is to elevate your hunting, period. The other option is your food plot you are doing to supplement and provide the optimum nutritional value, nutrition food, nutrition dense food. High crude protein levels, very digestible, digestible for the deer, um, attractive to the deer because it's you know what's good planting something that yeah it may have good levels but if it's not attract if the deer won't eat it it doesn't matter, but your purpose of your food plots is either hunting, or to elevate the nutrition and the health of your deer herd, those two things. Um, there's a podcast that actually Craig Harper does with Wired to Hunt which I've shared even before and I think I just shared it recently. And I kind of share his thoughts. If you want to provide deer with optimum nutrition, it is absurd to fence in your beans. To keep deer from eating them when their leaves are the highest and densest nutritional value on your property during that time of year. 
Um, very few native forbs and weeds provide the nutritional value of soybeans during that time frame. There are some, um, you know, and, and proper timing and disking to, to agitate the seedbed and just allowing weeds to grow. We're seeing it right now at the new 22 with ragweed. You know, ragweed can have crude, crude protein levels of over 20%, they say. And deer will eat it. We, You walked the, the food plot before Pops went and sprayed it last week, and you could just see ragweed just destroyed. They're just walking around destroying it. It was ate on as much as the beans were, which the beans were kind of a failure in the sense that we didn't get as high a germination rate as we'd like, so it's not going to be a lush bean field. But that's a discussion for another day on, you know, expectations of, of, of your food plots given uh, how you planted and what you t- what implements you had, but the ragweed out there is just getting destroyed, and it's a great thing. And that's something to where you could, in essence, wait until late spring and disc up a portion of your property and just let the weeds take hold during the summer. It's it it will have a delayed reaction where while all the other weeds that are growing on your property and native forbs are got are are turning in that summer heat, getting more woody, they're not as lush. You know, they're, they're kind of drawing back. Even clover will do this. It'll kind of shrivel up and go into a little bit of survival mode until fall when it'll grow a little bit more again. But everything kind of is, is sucking in, if you will. But if you've just now agitated and all those dormant seeds are exploding, that's going to be the most luscious part of your property. And you didn't have to broadcast any seed or, or, or plant anything, if you will. You know, we disked up these soybean fields this year and it was amazing the amount of ragweed and and i think we had some goldenrod and just tons of stuff that just popped up that the deer are eating so it was actually kind of a good thing it did help protect some of the beans that we had but even if we had extremely lush bean fields i'm never gonna fence my beans in unless the deer prove that they absolutely destroy them and even then, I'm only going to fence in a little bit of them, and I might do a staggered fencing to where halfway through the summer I open up half my field because I want the deer to have the highest nutrition that they can. I care more about the health of the deer because I'm going to get my chances. I'm going to overseed these food plots with cool season uh, plot mixes, whether that be cereal grains or brassicas or more chicory and, and clover and things like that. I'm going to have food in these spots come the fall that's still going to be attracting the deer and you know i may get lucky and have a bunch of pods left from the beans standing inside of these food plots or i may not it's not a deal breaker to me if in fact my food plots get eight in essence that's my goal my goal for my bean plots is to provide the deer with a very highly nutritious food plot and food source it's not to say i want an extremely uh, thick plot for in the fall and into the winter months i can provide food inside of those plots with or without the beans getting destroyed or with or without the beans getting fenced however i prefer not fencing them and allowing the deer to eat them if they want that's just me but that's my purpose for my food plots you know, it may not be the same for you, but I think we all got to be honest with it. You know, it doesn't make you a bad hunter or land manager if, you know, you want to fence in your beans. I mean, oh my gosh, Grant Woods, probably one of the best habitat managers out there, wildlife biologist, growing deer TV, check it out. 
he fences in a large portion of his beans. Now, granted, they have a very high deer population, and they're up in the Ozark Mountains where, you know, food sources like what they're doing with the Genesis no-till drills and such and building soil, you know, they're the only lush soybean fields in the area. So the deer just pour in. So it makes more sense even for him than even me to go about having to fence some of his beans in every year. So, But I think that's a question that you all have to be honest with yourself and admit, I'm not doing this for the nutrition of the deer. I'm doing this for my hunting. And that's fine. But if you're doing it for the nutrition of the deer, fencing in your beans is the last thing you should ever consider. And if you want food in the fall, but you still want to plant your beans... You either have to sacrifice giving them nutrition during the summer months by fencing in the beans, or you just say, you know what, this plot did what I wanted it to. It provided nutritional browse during the summer months and very early fall, and it's gone by the time I plant my cool season food plots, and I'm okay with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. So just remember that the purpose of your food plots dictates everything. You know, from how much fertilizer you're going to care about putting into that, how much you're going to broadcast to start with, what seed selection you're going to have. You know, if I only am worried about hunting season and hunting season only, I'm probably not going to waste time with planting soybeans because their optimal nutrition nutritional window is when they're forming, when they're growing, not when they're yellowing and dying. Those pods become an awesome source of food come the very late season when the winter, when the snow starts setting in. Yeah, those pods are going to be awesome for the deer. But that plant provides the most nutritional value during its growing phase. When a lot of other things are not as lush and not flourishing and staying green. You know, soybeans serve that window of time, if you will, that native forbs and native grasses and 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 cool season stuff even clover isn't at its optimal nutritional state typically so that's something to consider um you know if if you don't if you don't want to deal with beans and fencing them in or things like that and i know this kind of shifted from the purpose of your food plots to the purpose of your bean plots but i think the same thing goes for everything else you know, if you're if you're worried about the nutrition value of the deer, you're gonna want to provide food as many months out of the year as you possibly can. You do not want a period in time where they don't have a food source. Now that becomes really hard during those very end of the winter stuff and before green up. It's hard to serve that window. You have to almost rely solely on brassicas and things like that that are down buried underneath the snow that they can dig and get to and hope you got enough to get them through to spring green up. So but the purpose of your food plots keep that in the back of your mind don't be ashamed of what your answer is but let that dictate every decision you make when it comes to what you're going to plant when you're going to plant and how you're going to plant it's the same approach to choose the purpose of your hunting choose the kind of hunter you want to be be happy of the kind of hunter you want to be and be proud of that Take what you want, don't take what you don't want, and live with it. Figure out what the purpose of your food plots is, live with it, perfect your approach and what works for you, 
and don't let other people's opinions as far as should you or should you not fence in beans or should you or should not plant clover, should you or should you not plant brassicas. If it's going to work for your deer and it's going to do your purpose, go for it. Go for it. This is Ty. God bless and good luck out there.